You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions at torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download episodes directly from WMR.fm. Now, each month on Press This, we do this thing called Word Around the Campfire, where we grab some marshmallows, chocolate, graham crackers, light a campfire, and we get around and we talk about this month's news. And there's a lot of news to talk about this month. I'll just go ahead and let you know, we're going to start talking about events and WordCamp US. We're also going to cover MySQL. We're going to talk about what's coming in WordPress 6.4. We've got a lot of other stuff to cover in here, so stay tuned. But to help me out with this episode, I've got two special guests joining us. I've got Mike Davey, a senior editor from Delicious Brains. Howdy, Mike. Hi, Doc. And Damon Cook, a developer advocate at WP Engine. Damon, thanks for joining us. Hi, Doc. Glad to be here. All right. And let's kick this off with talking about WordCamp US, which, gosh, I think just wrapped up two weeks ago as we're recording. And we, there was 2,000 attendees gathered at the National, the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center just outside of DC. This was the largest WordCamp US ever. Damon, did you have any highlights from this year's WordCamp that you wanted to bring up? I think the common takeaway for me was the hallway track of just, mm -hmm. you know, interacting with folks, getting to meet face-to-face. -face. It had been a long time for myself, and that was actually the first flagship WordCamp US event I'd been to besides small local ones. And it was a great experience. It was really great to meet a lot of the community and get some FaceTime and yeah. You know, what you're bringing up, I think was kind of what made this unique. Last year, WordCamp US was uh, capped at 650 attendees. And this year they didn't have a cap. We had around 2000 attendees. So it was kind of back to, back to pre-pandemic levels and I actually appreciated last year as kind of a way to ramp back up to being social and doing these things again. One of the things that I noticed that had changed just even between this year and last year was just uh, social media, like where people were were 
were communicating and how they were organizing. And I did a series of interviews with people at WordCamp US. I asked them all sorts of questions, but the one question I asked everybody was, was about like, are you, are you still using Twitter or have you found something else? And there is, there's a lot of strong opinions about it and there is no consensus on what's happening. But I think, I think the one thing that I heard from a lot of people was this, this event felt uh, large and kind of back to normal. But one thing that they felt was they were like on Mastodon or they were looking on Instagram. They're kind of all other places. D Damon, you're, you're using Twitter. Did you, did you notice any sort of difference between this year's event and any others you've been to? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think there's still a bit of community on Twitter X. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have not tried Mastodon myself, so I'm missing out on probably a large part of the community in that aspect. So um, I can't really speak to that. But yeah, I can I can see how there is definitely a complexity and diversity um, in the social media realms these days. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's interesting. One of the other things that I was kind of looking for themes this year, and if we were talking about our predictions for WordCamp US in January, I think we would all be talking about AI. What's Is AI going to have fizzled out or is it going to be all everyone can talk about? And when I went to WordCamp US, what I noticed was it was neither of the two. AI is so common that it's mundane. Everybody had a new AI product, but no, I mean... I don't think anybody was like trying to make it their differentiator because everybody else also had, you know, some sort of AI onboarding or AI to help you write emails or to write your metadata. They all kind of had it in just a very mundane way, like not not like it's changing everything, although it has changed. I guess it has changed everything, but in a way that's just like, OK, yeah, we're all losing this one useful a little bit and we're not figuring out how to do this yet. Did you did you notice anything kind of. On, along that lines about like AI and WordPress? Um, at WordCamp US, no, I, I didn't. Um, I think just in general, though, it's a pretty early. Uh, certainly there's uh, some products out there in the WordPress ecosystem, and I think it's the early days. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think that the first round, first batch, and first inflection point for AI and WordPress is, is kind of uh, quieting down and and still taking shape, I guess, in a way, but it's, yeah, I didn't notice any highlights of the AI um, permeating in WordCamp US. What I was kind of thinking was uh, just like every company of a certain size has to have an SEO person. I feel mm -hmm. like there's going to be something like that. Every company is just going to have to have that AI person and it's going to be just sort of uh, yeah. there. And and we're still maybe figuring out how it's going to revolutionize everything. And, and SEO is very important, but like in the same way, I think it's, we haven't quite upended an industry yet, but it's getting integrated in almost kind of a, I'm not saying SEO is mundane, but like, I think, I think y'all know what I'm saying where it's just like, yeah, we have an, we have an AI guy and, you know, they're doing this thing or they're doing that. And, you know, we're on top of it is sort of what, what I got this year. Yeah. The use cases should be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And next year, you know, we might see a much different situation at WordCamp US. Uh, let's talk about some of the other upcoming WordPress related events. Uh, WordPress Accessibility Day is coming up. That's also hashtag WPA11YDAY, which makes no sense when I say it, but it's sort of like WordPress Ally Day. A11Y is, is sort of Twitter slang for ally. And uh, this is going to be a free virtual 24-hour conference on WordPress accessibility. And Mike, you were just saying before the show that you signed up for this event, right? Yeah, I did. It's actually something I'm 
personally fairly interested in, but I've only become interested in it to my shame in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, one of the presentations I'm really looking forward to is Ali Nimmons is uh, giving a presentation on accessibility beyond blindness. Um, and just uh, the abstract notes that when we speak of web accessibility, our minds can immediately go to optimizing for visually impaired. Um, and that's actually just something that I've been thinking over for the last couple of weeks, that that's how I usually think of accessibility as well. Um, and I think that's probably a trap and I need to get beyond that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I mean, there's just probably a lot of uh, practical value in uh, seminars like, is my WordPress, WordPress site accessible? How to perform accessibility and usability tests? Um, because a lot of us just don't know how to test for it. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. And uh, the nice one about nice thing about this conference is, of course, that it is both free and online. So when I was first hearing about WordPress's accessibility day, I thought this was a, like a contributor day type event. But as far as I see, it's it's actually more of like a kind of a WordCamp, an online WordCamp about accessibility, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. I'm excited about that. And um, the next event that was going to be coming up was WordCamp Rochester, which Mike, you were saying that you had hoped to go to before, right? Uh, no, I was uh, I was hoping to go to WordCamp Niagara Falls. Niagara, yes. And okay, and I think this kind of brings us to, oh, right, WordCamp uh, Rochester, Damon's going to be going to, but WordCamp Niagara uh, Falls in, in Canada was mm -hmm. one of the events that recently announced or quietly announced that it got canceled uh, along with WordCamp Omaha. So these are two events that are, that are coming up soon or were coming up soon. And I, I think this is just kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if I have any theories as to what's happening. But it does seem like events, the, some of the smaller events, are having a hard time getting going this year. Damon, you were planning on going. You were uh, going to speak at WordCamp Omaha. Can you tell us about what you know about what happened to that event? Yeah, I think it is. Some of the local WordCamps are having a hard time starting back up post-COVID. Having organized a WordCamp pre-COVID back in the day, it is a large effort and takes a team to organize and there's a lot of moving pieces, sponsors, attendees, speakers, filling all that, that those populations um, is pretty hard to do. And so I think that's kind of a might what have, what has, has been the case for Omaha. I know that there are several speakers already on the bill and I'm not sure if he, if the organizers had a difficulty getting enough attendees or a full roster of speakers, but it's unfortunate that they had to cancel, but I think WordCamp Atlanta is, is happening that same weekend. So that should be another one to, to keep eyes on. Since you were planning on going to Omaha, are you going to pivot and go to Atlanta instead? Um, I didn't. I was, well, I did submit a speaker application for Atlanta, but I think I had missed the deadline. So I would not be surprised if I don't even hear back. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so but I also, another one that's coming up is um, I had reach out to me was WordCamp Montreal. And I don't know that it's on WordCamp Central yet as an announcement, but they were looking for some preliminary reach out for speakers. So I did submit a talk for them. They're, they're slowly, WordCamps are slowly popping up. Um, but again, I think it's it's hard to get every, all the ducks in a row and get all the interest and um, everything going again. So we'll see what happens. WordCamp Montreal is going to be online November yep. 8th. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So it is. Right. 
at least according to this current update, and that could change. And just as a reminder to anyone listening, you can find these events on central.wordcamp.org. If it's something kind of unique, like WordPress Accessibility Day, you're probably just going to want to use Google for that. But you can go to wpaccessibility.day for WordPress Accessibility Day. And so there are lots of events happening. We're not trying to say they're all getting canceled, but it does seem like organizers are having a hard time figuring out between the large events like the the like <laughs> the continental events like WordCamp Asia and Europe and uh, and US and some of the others it it seems like it seems like we're having a hard time getting back just to our roots of like small meetups even in San Francisco we haven't had or or in the Bay Area like uh, Oakland used to have WordPress meetups once a month and those haven't happened it's it's kind of tough for everybody I think I don't know if it's lack of marketing money that you know helped keep these events going or if it's lack of volunteers to help run them, you know, I'm not going to try to make any guesses. It's just, it's just interesting seeing what the space is like, right? Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up our word around the campfire with Damon and Mike. We're going to talk about my SQL. We're going to talk about what's coming in WordPress 6.4 and a new advanced custom fields survey that just got finished. So stay tuned for more after the short break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
Welcome back to Press This, our Word Around the Campfire edition, where we catch up with our friends Damon Cook and Mike Davey. And we are talking about what's happening in WordPress. We spent the beginning of the show talking about meetups. We just got done with WordCamp US, and there's a lot of other meetups happening, and some that aren't. Now we're going to move a little bit to the meat and potatoes of WordPress. Let's get started with just kind of talking about WordPress 6.4 updates. Damon, why don't you tell us about what we can expect from the next version of WordPress as far as what we know so far? Yeah, it's pretty early on. The first beta isn't even out yet, but there are certainly some features that look like they'll land for 6.4. One of the uh, things is the 2024 theme, which is getting lots of activity. I think it has about 40 plus contributors at this point, and that's pretty amazing for uh, one of the default themes. And I think it's probably, it might even be a new record to just see that many contributors on a default theme this early on. That theme should be neat. It's got a few different verticals that um, it's kind of focused on, like a portfolio, a blog, and um, a photographer. Uh, well, I guess that's the portfolio. But um, yeah, so it's it that, that theme should be a neat result in 6.4. Um, Another one is the font library, which is still in the early stages, but you can test it out if you get the uh, nightly of Gutenberg and download that. Um, but right now they're focusing on just a small uh, feature set for the font library. So basically it's just kind of like a media library, but you're just uploading fonts. So, and they're all stored in a fonts directory. So it's very kind of a, yeah, very parallel to the media library. You just drag and drop some fonts into a modal. Um, they're uploaded and then you can find them in the fonts directory and access them there. So so if I have an unusual font that I want to use on my site, I can very easily just go in and add it myself to my site. I, uh, is that kind of how that works? Yes, that's the, yes, that's the idea. Yep. Neat. <laughs> that's cool. That's because that's something I've been wanting to do in the while. And it's not hard to do currently, but it's uh, just one step more difficult than I've been able to do. So if it was just like a font library that I could go to, that's pretty interesting. And you mentioned the 2024 theme. One of the things I was hearing there, usually they kind of have like a target, maybe 2023 could be just focusing on blocks and and how um, how you can kind of like make themes with kind of these sub themes to them. But th this one, instead of having something very specific, it sounds like they're going for everything. This is going to be a, a theme that could be used for enterprise or for small businesses. It could be used for you know writers or artists. There's a lot going on. And it is interesting that they have a lot of people contributing to it. I'm actually on 2023 for my personal blog. And maybe I'll switch over to you know 2024 because it sounds like it, it'll be a fun one to play with too. Yeah, test it out early. It's on GitHub right now. It's not available yet in the theme directory, but you can certainly test it out, install it, and there's a lot of country, lots of activity and contribution back to it. So, so six four is scheduled for November seventh, and it's going to be led by an underrepresented gender release squad. It's got a lot of exciting stuff going on with it. We will keep you updated as we know more about that. But let's switch over a little bit to. My SQL or MySQL's end of life for 5.7. Mike, why don't you tell us about that? You had a great write-up on it on Delicious Brains. I'd love you to recap here. Oh, thanks, Doc. 
Um, I, well, I won't be able to solve if it's MySQL or MySQL. Um, I mean, just as an example, I walked around uh, calling URLs URLs for years, and not one person corrected me. So I'm not an, I'm not a good guide to how things are pronounced. Um, but I do know there are some changes you need to watch out for if you're updating a WordPress site uh, from MySQL 5.7 to MySQL 8.0. Um, and part of the reason for that is because uh, 5.7 is reaching its end of life in October 2023. Um, so it won't be supported anymore. So a lot of people are going to be having to upgrade their their sites. Um, just a few things to watch out for. Like uh, 5.7 supports some data types that became obsolete actually in previous versions, but they are simply no longer supported in 8.0. In a similar vein, like support for partition tables using a storage engine without native partitioning support was deprecated in uh, 5.7, but it's completely removed in 8.0. Uh, sorry, 8.0. Um, like the only supported storage engines in 8.0 are that have native partitioning handlers are InnoDB and NDB. And uh, partition tables using other storage engines won't be available after you update. Right, you need to either convert the table or remove the partitioning before you make the update or you won't be able to get use the table for anything. Like I won't be able to access it. There's a few other things you need to watch out for. There's some new reserved keywords. They weren't previously reserved, but they are now which could cause keywords that you'd previously used as identifiers to become illegal. There is a list of reserved keywords that they've got. But on the other hand, you also get improved security, like the uh, default authentication plugin provides more secure password hashing than the previous one. And there's also, uh, according to according to the, um, the test results I've seen, there is actually quite a bit of enhanced performance and it's more scalable. Um, like test results were showing uh, fairly significant speed increases. Like um, the the example query was to retrieve column names for all InnoDB tables that were, um, but uh, in any case, the the tests ended up executing hundreds of times faster on 8.0 compared to 5.7. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll pop in a link at some point to see if I can find those test results. I have a dumb question here. So we don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm gonna keep saying MySQL. Uh, mm -hmm. is an open source database management system. When I go to their site, when I go to mysql.com, I think, uh, it, it feels kind of like corporate, like there's, you know, uh, buy it here and stuff like that. I just kind of don't un understand quite this organization. And I guess, uh, the, the thing that's sticking out to me is they are really good about like saying, Hey, we're going to stop supporting this or whatever, where, where WordPress has kind of infinite back support, maybe not infinite. I'm sure Damon knows how far we go back, but uh, it is kind of interesting kind of comparing this other open source project and just kind of seeing how different it feels and how transparent they are for, for better or worse with like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stop supporting this. So you need to, you need to move. And they give you six months notice, or I'm, I'm not sure how far, maybe even a year notice. That's just kind of interesting to compare the two, two different, you know, w WordPress to MySQL, which are two different things, but both open source projects and seeing how they manage themselves is interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, MySQL became a part of Oracle mm -hmm. in uh, 2010, I believe. So mm -hmm. I think I think Oracle probably has had a fair amount of influence on how how it presents itself to the world and just how they conduct everything. Thank, thank you for that. That does explain a lot. That explains uh, it's still open source, but it's part of Oracle, and I can get that Oracle vibe on here. So um, we we are going to uh, wrap up this segment, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with a bit of a survey that ACF took 
So stay tuned for more after this short break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to the Word Around the Campfire edition of Press This. As you can see, the campfire is slowly starting to fizzle. It means it's time for us to pack up. But before we do, Mike, why don't you tell us about the recent ACF survey that happened? Sure thing, Doc. We started this fairly early in 2023, but we've only recently published the results now. It surveyed about a little over 2,000 ACF users. And uh, just from the results of the survey, we know over 80% of those folks were developers, uh, far outweighing any other category. Uh, the next highest was designer at a little under 8%. Um, so almost 10 times as many developers as, as any other care uh, category. Um, and it's actually probably a bit higher than the figure we give on the website of 81%. Um, because we had a little under 3% answer other and when we impact those answers, we found a lot of them were combinations of the other categories, very often with developer in there, such as developer slash business owner or designer slash developer. Um, so, I mean, that that really does show that uh, most of the people, not only is ACF a developer's tool, which we all knew, but most of the people taking this survey are, in fact, working developers. Um, so one of the some of the more interesting things like you can uh, you can hit up the all the results on the ACF website. There's a lovely infographic that sort of lays out like a lot of the top sign stuff, uh, top line stuff. And then we get into a bit of the um, analysis down below. But um, there's some things that that aren't on there necessarily. Like, um, for example, like we had a question about how often do you use the following ACF fields? Uh, and I'm really sure this was a bit of a slog for all the folks who completed it in the survey because we asked them to rank how often they used each and every single field. Never, sometimes, frequently, or always, right? And uh, the the results on the site, on the ACF site, only show the rankings of the always column. And it's pretty much what you'd expect. Like uh, the top three are text, text area, and image. Um, but when we unpack some of those results, though, is it really highlights just how tremendously flexible ACF is and how people are using it in a lot of diverse ways. Um, like we have fields like password, that a little over 56% of respondents say they never use it. Um, and about 5.5% who use it on every build. Uh, or like, uh, for example, OMBED is another one. Like I think 36% or so people never use it. And yet 8.9% of people always use it. Um, and like those percentages are pretty far apart. But there's a lot of other fields with closer spreads. Like we've got the gallery field, 22.5 people never use it. 15% always use it. Tab fields, 16.9%, never. 25.16, always. When we look at that that sometimes column, remember it's never, sometimes, frequently, and always. So sometimes is only the second one. You sometimes use it. The only fields that scored less than 10% of the respondents saying they sometimes use it are ones with absolutely enormous numbers in the always column. There were just three that actually had less than 10% and their text, text area, and image. Uh, and the repeater field, which, by the way, is, a, is an ACF Pro field, the repeater field only got 10.53% uh, of sometimes use it. But on the other hand, its always ranking is 52.98%. And there's, there's, a few, there's a cluster of a few fields that got 15 to 19% of the sometimes. And all of those have always rankings between 35 and 50 um, it's just it, it's really interesting just because it shows that like all of those fields are are being used and like 
there is no field in ACF's over 30 fields that someone, like a fairly significant portion of developers, don't consider essential. Well, I think that's a good spot for us to stop there, but there sounds like there's a lot more to cover on that. If people want to learn more about the ACF survey uh, or uh, Mike, just what you're working on in general, what you're writing about in general, where would you send them? Well, for the ACF survey, I would um, I would hit up uh, WP underscore ACF on Twitter um, and follow there. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Medium Mike Davey. Um, and of course, you can always go to advancedcustomfields.com and uh, the survey results should be fairly prominently, uh, like fairly easy to locate. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. And Damon, I know that we still didn't get around to talking about uh, 6.4's block hooks. And I know you have a lot to say about that, but luckily people can catch you at WordCamp Rochester, right? To, to hear more yep. about that. Yeah, that's September 30th. I'll be presenting on the 6.4 features. So yeah, I'll be talking about block hooks. Where else can people find you online? I'm at dcook on Twitter or x.com. <laughs> that's the right best on. place to keep track. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Press This, our Word Around the Campfire edition. I want to say thanks again to Damon Cook and Mike Davey for joining me today. Next week, we'll be talking to Carmen Johnson about what developers need to know about MySQL's end of life and how they need to be prepared for it and maybe the benefits even of upgrading as well. So stay tuned for that episode coming next week. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. You can follow our adventures on Twitter at the Torque Mag. That's the Torque Mag. Or you can go to torquemag.io where you can find transcribed versions of each episode, as well as our weekly live streams, tutorials, and all sorts of coverage. So check out torquemag.io for that. You can subscribe on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download Press This directly from WMR.fm. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love spotlighting members of that community each and every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.